It has been 24 years since we landed on that snowy field in Alaska and greeted by that signature voice that would go down in gaming history as the one and only Solid Snake. Let's take a trip down memory lane and look back at Metal Gear Solid again with the gang. Okay, all right. Hey, 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 hey. We are back. We're the, the gang. gang. <laughs> so, what is up, everybody? By the way, I am your moderator for this episode. I am the V, joined by... I'm Core. And we're the gang. <laughs> the gang. <laughs> Hello. Can you go? <laughs> all right, so... Why? Wow, it's been 24 years. I know. I mean... We're fucking old. <laughs> I know. It's just that. I mean, it really goes to show our age. It's just like yesterday since I booted up that game. That mm-hmm. game, who I think I played like several times. I wasn't able to finish it the first two time, uh, first several times because I just found it really damn hard, man. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, by the way, uh, for those who are wondering what the hell we're talking about right now, of course, we're celebrating the 24th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid, the first game on the PlayStation platform, mm-hmm. which we all know is the game changer. Everything. On my end, I haven't even touched the first game up until I finished the second one. The second I mean, one. The Sons of Liberty. Sons of Liberty. I mean, um, I didn't realize that it was that good of a game up until I... Uh, I was mind fucked by everything yeah, that happened. The conspiracies the, and yeah, everything. Yeah, I mean, I really loved how how it was um, told uh-huh. in the story, and then story eventually, after after the game, I was intrigued with Solid. I mean, after finishing uh, Raiden's um, campaign, campaign and stuff, and with, with eventually Solid showing up. Um, it was it was actually no brainer for me to play the first game. Play the first game, even though I've heard a lot about it. And looking back, I don't think I would have appreciated the first game if uh, actually I, I think I played um, Sons of Liberty not in college. I think so. The the appreciation on the topics that were discussed uh, were 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 more. Uh, absorb rad- rather than if I played when I was younger. Younger. So uh, th- that's why the-, the beauty of it. I mean, it's it's easy to dismiss the game as an action type of game if action. you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like like you're gonna run into the uh, the map enemy, and then just uh, shoot uh, everyone. Shoot, shoot like crazy. Yeah, yeah I, true, I, true. I recall playing it briefly before, and that's just that's just what I did. But then. Um, Looking, looking at um, MGS2 and knowing that it's more of like a stealth game, and it's more of the story than the uh, than the actual game itself. Yeah, yeah. The first game was 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 like easier to to absorb. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially that catapulted. Uh, we all know that Hideo Kojima was already well known in Japan for MG1 and MG2, mm-hmm. but Metal Gear Solid really. Was a, the next generation yeah. for in terms yeah. of storytelling, plus considering the limitations of the PlayStation One back then, mm-hmm. you know, especially with audio. I've watched like numerous documentaries on YouTube about you know them, the cast, the original cast, yeah. looking back on how things started and then where they are right now. Several games after, uh, yeah, I will always go back to that the intro, the intro song. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I heard the full version that, that I like downloaded that several times 
the the song just kept playing on my mind especially when you unlock the full song uh during the end game uh-huh. when the snake is already doing his monologue yeah. and everything like about you know us passing on our genes to the future you know things like that <laughs> so really as uh, metal gear solid was really a game changer uh, as per core uh you can always go like guns a blazing and just finish everything i remember when i tried it several times and i keep like getting caught and then getting killed like i know I mean, I'm like, screw this game, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is the first few games like uh, in in high school, mm-hmm. and it was re- was recommended to me like, oh, play this game. It's like it's really good. Uh, I popped it in, and as for our listeners, as you well know, V didn't have a physical PS One. I played it on an emulator. So when I when I tried it, I was like, what the heck is this game? I mean, it's so <laughs> difficult, bro. I think I I skipped it several times. I finished my Final Fantasies and whatnot. And then I came back to it afterward. And that's when I really got to finish it from start to end. Uh-huh. And it was really a masterpiece. I mean, I I won't forget that really. Yeah. Um, what are your like favorite like most uh, memorable moments? MGS one. MGS one. I I think I have to go with Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis, I mean, of course. Um, of course, what, man. Whatever we do, that's just one of those. Um. I, I think it's gonna be part of anyone's top 10 historic moment. Yeah, uh, top 10 WDF moments. Yeah, gaming is concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought that's the, that's the only solution? <laughs> I, I know, mean, right? It's kind of freaky, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. when you, you were just a, we were just kids back then, and then finding that um, the. the Uh, the character Psychomantis can read what you're pressing. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can like look for like look at your game saves and everything. Yeah, and I like a spoiler alert for our listeners for whoever hasn't like if you've been living under a rock or a different planet and you haven't played the first game, go ahead and play it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, as we all know, you know the way the one good way to beat uh, Psychomantis is of course to switch controller ports mm-hmm. and. You won't be able to read your saves. Plus, uh, if you had uh, back then, I believe uh, Dual Shock 2, the PS1 Dual Shock yeah. uh, came out. But if you didn't have the Dual Shock then, then you didn't have the Rumble effect. For the Dual Shock, I believe they uh, brought out an update to Metal Gear Solid that it allow uh, Psychomantis allows you to like like vibrate your controller or uh-huh. something. And then this, of course, it was freakish as well. Then I mean, it was an added bonus. Um, for me, I believe my the most memorable, of course, memorable fight would have to be the final boss. Like, of mm-hmm. course, you know, it's like you against a mech, like a yeah. full blown robot. <laughs> so it's like uh, you know, you know, it's like you know the Rambo feels like uh-huh. you, you single handedly destroy the Metal Gear, <laughs> and then of course you get to meet again. Spoiler alert: you get to meet. Uh, Gray Fox, who uh, was the cyborg ninja, of course, and you know the sacrifice. And it was like it was the single longest fight. I I think the the, the actual sequence from start to finish with the jeep and everything. Of course, you know uh-huh. the the hand to hand combat <laughs> and like. Uh, I, I think if you get to die in one sequence, do you get to continue or you have to repeat from the start? From uh, uh, I I don't recall that uh, part because I. Well, you know, since I was playing it on on emulators, I could just do a save state, <laughs> and then if I like screwed up one move, I could reload the save state. So, but I never tried it on the actual PS One. Yeah, boohoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, of course, yeah, moving forward with MGS2. Um, you know what? Ironically, my fondest memory of MGS2 is the how many discs I had to buy to like get the finish the game. Yeah, to finish right? the game. Um, because you know we're like Jack Sparrow back <laughs> in the days. And ironically, you know how I got to finish the game? Mm-hmm. I bought an original. Oh. I mean that's that's just it. Um, the the guy who was selling me, who always sold me in in high school, then mm-hmm. who sold me the games, he was selling his whole collection. It was like going out. So I bought like God of War, uh, MGS2, all originals, like for five hundred, I think. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was a no brainer, man. It was originals in case with complete manuals. So what the hell, right? So I bought it. I got, I got to finish it. I mean, of course, it's an original copy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it's like took me like two, three. What I think I went back to Santa Lucia like five times, and then there was just out of no more stock of yeah. good copies. Mm-hmm. And then I tried in Green Hills, it was also dead. <laughs> This was also the time I think wherein you also bring your PlayStation just to prove, just to oh your supremacy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you can finish this game from. Oh, I, I, I yeah, that was memorable. And did you recall like how the? Bosses from MGS One, they resemble the bosses. Yeah, in, in yeah. Actually, what I like with um, the with MGS Two is the part where in uh, Campbell was starting to break down. Oh, it was being uh, like it was, yeah. it was very it was very it's, creepy that time. Starting to get like a very AI based. Yeah, <laughs> and I really like that part uh, that there's no rose and and stuff. Oh, so did you get to like jiggle rose? <laughs> What? <laughs> like you know, in a cold deck, and then you get to stare at her. You know, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. none of those things. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, MGS2. I I love this. I, it has always been the soundtrack for me. Ironically, I guess my love for music then was really very evident. I collected the scores, the soundtracks, and everything. Mm-hmm. MGS2 really sticked up to me by far. Mm-hmm. I I it was the first time I've heard the MGS theme. Yeah. So apparently they had like a very like uh, old school 16-bit or 8-bit version of that, mm-hmm. but the theme was already there. And then Harry Gregson Williams, well known for his uh, scores for the movies, was able to really up the ante by being the the mid like the main score artist for MGS2. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we move forward. Of course, you know we we know that with <laughs> MGS3 Snake Eater, it was I like think it's a one big of the best, if not the best. Totally, the yeah, totally. Franchise. I have to say, hands down. Although it was like more of a like a step back because mm-hmm. we know that MGS1 and 2 were direct sequels. Mm-hmm. MGS3 was like, like a, a big prequel. Yeah, far very shot. Big prequel. Yeah, very big jump in the past. Like we, we were in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. And like you know, no salt and radar, or whatnot. So it was just all manual and, mm-hmm. and stuff. I really like the the uh, the rawness of yeah. of the of the atmosphere of the game. Yeah, yeah, true. I really like um, how um, survival. Yeah, the, the yeah. survival part and, and stuff. I, I really love that. There we go. Right. I mean, it's it really brought like the stealth action genre plus adding, adding the survival uh, tactics. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, who would have thought that you'd have to like you know eat frogs or snakes per uh-huh. se, like eat a snake in a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, the voice actors stay the same, of course. Uh, all hail the David Hater. Uh-huh. You know, the greatest for me. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest voice actor. 
No pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, MGS3. Uh, what would be your like memorable moments for MGS3? Ocelot. Oh, yeah. Every time Ocelot is on screen. Who would forget who would, Ocelot? Who would have thought that he was that? But you would have to agree that the whole, you know, his closing, the actual... When he went full circle with, you know, after MGS4 yeah. and then you get to meet, meet him again in MGS5... You get to know his character yeah. deeper, like what. Actually, that... actually, he's a very interesting character. I mean, I mean, you you can have a spin-off game based on on him. Just on Ocelot alone, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know how many guys he double crossed, like mm-hmm. double crossed, triple crossed, just because he was a big fan of, of Big Boss. Mm-hmm. He was like super loyal to him yeah. up until the end. I mean, that was so effed up. Yeah, I know. And then he was this like cool looking. Gunsling Desperado back then. He was then. very young and stuff. Yeah, super young. And then, you know, who would have thought it was also Big Boss who like kicked his ass uh-huh. the first time around? Like, you know, the, the gun that he had, like with all the engraving and shit, like, mm-hmm. th- doesn't give you any tactical advantage whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you can kill Ocelot then? No. Oh. Come really, on, bro? Come on, really? seriously? Yeah, I didn't if know. you did like, if you did like something stupid, then like you tranquilize Ocelot and you shoot him with a failed round, uh-huh. you get like a, you'll get an end screen, and then usually when the end screen is gonna be like your like major zero, like uh-huh. like Snake, talk to me. When you kill Ocelot, it's gonna be Campbell. Snake, you've really? altered the future. You can't go <laughs> changing the future like that. <laughs> it's, we all know that Ocelot can't die then, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so uh, there was like a funny things then that you you do. It's like don't survive the interrogation by Ocelot. Uh, sorry, guys. Again, spoiler alert for those who haven't played the game yet. Go ahead and play it. You're wasting your life by not playing. Uh, when you don't don't survive the interrogation, you die. It's gonna be a time paradox as well. I I believe it's gonna be um, Oracon. Uh-huh. Al Emrick, like, what happened, Snake? <laughs> you know, without Big Boss, there's no solid Snake. The, the know, series man. ends there. So it really goes to show just how detail-oriented. Yes. Um, that, that, that's uh, where I was go- about to go to. Eh? Wherein um, the, the attention to detail that they have in um, what they have is is really on a level wherein they consider everything. I mean, you just can, you just can see um, the, the curation of Hideo Kojima on, on these games definitely it's like he's single-handedly it was his masterpiece although a lot of people are you know bashing him then because he's like more of um, I, I always see Hideo Kojima as a visual storyteller mm-hmm. not just a video game like developer or whatnot because he really incorporates a lot of elements yeah. into his game a lot of uh, things as, as, as far um, as that social ele- commentaries yeah and then it's like when you're playing a game, it's like really a visual experience. You, I, not, I don't not just a visual experience. It's also like an experience in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't care back then when I when I played Metal Gear Solid Four, which is where we're gonna go next. I didn't care if I was like watching a thirty minute or an hour. It's uh-huh. like my mind was really flying. I was so um, engulfing the experience. What was what's the term? I was really immersed. Immersed. Immersed yeah. in the experience. It's like. It's like my visual orgasm or whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, MGSC for Core, it's Ocelot. For me, it would have to be when I was walking down the river with uh, the pain. Mm-hmm. Was it the, No, the sorrow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you're walking down the river, spoiler alert, 
um, the number of enemies that you'll encounter, which is gonna make it either super easy or difficult for you, is equal to the number of enemies you've either killed, yeah. or if you went like non-fatal, mm. which is like for if you're aiming for 100% stealth. Well, me. <laughs> uh, I did that too. <laughs> Excuse me. The only achievement I didn't go was like with the frogs and the monkeys. So, I, I, I but of course, you know, it's always. Um, so tempting to just just go like commando know, and you know always, kill everybody, always, always. but uh, ever since I believe ever since MGS2, I've always went with the no kills mm-hmm. and 100% stealth, uh, which is why in uh, I believe that was in MGS4, going to MGS4 they had the feature to like the slow down thing. Mm-hmm. Was that there? Like you have a few seconds before it goes to full alert. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to tranquilize when we see you. Because that's the usual reaction by a by a, an enemy, right? It actually right? makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you're like, oh shit, it's like you have like uh, you're being shot you right for a few seconds. Stuff, yeah. You can quickly knock him out, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think they adopted that from um, MGS3 because in MGS3 uh, there's no such thing as that. So they like added this new feature, like a reflex mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, with MGS4, it was like super revolutionary. It was a really the next big step for MGS. Oh, and we all know that the story after MGS3 goes back to Solid Snake. Yeah. Uh, there were in between games. We have Peace Walker Portable Ops, Portable which Ops. Uh, you played on yeah. PS. Both are PSP games, which continues the narration of uh, Big Boss, yeah. Big Boss per se, and why he went the other way and yeah. how how he built his um, yeah. empire, his his uh, outer haven. So when we go back to Solid Snake. MGS4 continuation there a continuation from where MGS2 left off we see a very old disgruntled <laughs> snake like an old snake per se yeah. it's really the, it's the effects of the nano machines on his body and it's just I guess it's just time catching up to him yeah of but, um, you know MGS4 had uh, for me it would have to be my favorite mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's just that it really stick to me because I saw it as like a milestone. Mm-hmm. I, I I never thought I'd be able to play that game because I, I can't get a hold of a PS3 then. <laughs> and I actually bought a PS3 just for the sake of playing mm-hmm. MGS4. That's it. No, I wasn't able to play any other games because it it died mm-hmm. <laughs> miserably. So yeah, MGS4. What were you were you able to play MGS4? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think the the part that I really liked about that was um, the loading screens. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, when Raiden showed up again. Oh, yeah. I mean, just I connects everything together. Although, you can feel the disconnect with Raiden. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he's, he's a, diff- a very... Different You person. feel it's a very different game. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When he's the one yeah, 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 there. And I, I think know. some people didn't like that as well. With, but with uh, M- I enjoyed that part. With MGS2, it was totally... I mean, you would have to agree, man. When... The moment when he was like butt naked, yeah, like holding it, like covering his balls with. I mean, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, I I have to agree as well. Yeah. MGS4 when he showed up, it was like uh, he was so badass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, badass meter is like two hundred percent. Yeah, and I think uh, the reason why I love three more than four is because of the final scene between uh, the boss and the big boss. The boss and big. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so. Again, uh, emo feels. Yeah, and, and the mind fuck again. There, yeah. Because um, there has to be an enemy uh, for the narratives and stuff. I mean, it, uh, uh, I can say that somehow 
uh, Metal Gear kind of opened my eyes to the um, the horrors the of war. <laughs> not, not just not not just war, but politics in general. Yeah, I know the, how they covered up things and yeah. everything for the sake of the narrative. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how history is written. Yeah. I guess. So and to see that the boss was accepting of it, of her role. Yeah. Up in the to bigger the very picture, end, in the bigger picture, I mean, uh, she's she's still for for her country, her but she has to do it just for the country to have an enemy. Yeah, exactly. Plus, uh, she'll go down and she went down in history as the traitor. Yeah. But only the only it was only Big Boss who knew the real yeah. deal, the real story. And uh, you can see the motivations why uh, Big Boss did what he did. Yeah, true. With, true. with everything, I mean, um, it's 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 a. Uh, it's just it, it, it was so brilliant how, how how the story was made. Yeah, that um, the the villain from uh, the original the original games. the original game has a deeper backstory. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, when you play MGS three, it was so compelling. It's hard to hate on Big Boss. Well, you know, in, in all honesty, um, I'd say because I'm you know I'm a dad. Uh, I, I love MGS4 the game mm. the, for, for the narrative of it mm. but I, I love Big Boss more than Solid Snake we'll get to that when we get to MGS5 <laughs> it's Core's favorite by the way <laughs> and did you know did you know that there's a spin-off to Metal Gear Solid it's called Death Strand <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one I really love oh okay alright we'll probably get to that in a, in a different episode <laughs> just kidding folks so going back going back yeah MGS4 uh, I think it was like more of uh, bringing in closures for, yeah, for yeah, closures and, and all uh, for a lot the, the characters for Meryl um, for Raiden and for Solid Snake as well so it was like full clo- full circle it brought full circle to most of the characters and a lot of people are left clamoring or like they're yearning for more of what happened to Solid Snake after that so like you know brought a lot of what ifs and everything else it even brought like you know gay phantom pain oh no no it's not phantom pain it's not phantom pain like brought gay stuff to like maybe uh autocon and snake got it on i I mean it's like you know how the internet is and then we move on to to you know course favorite of all which is where i got my name like v has come too because (laughs) it's like v for five V for victory and like it's Metal Gear Solid 5 of course mm-hmm. which is how um, I would have to take like it brought full circle to Big Boss's uh, Big Boss's uh, tale yeah. yeah his saga too uh, we got to understand um, if MGSC Peace Walker and Portable Ops you got to see the side of Big Boss that why he defected why he was like that why he got like dissolution and everything I believe it was Phantom Pain that really brought true closure to everything to his tale here it was like I guess it's um, because it was in the middle of you know the Kojima versus Konami saga that's why it was a little bit convoluted if I have to say so myself but yeah I have no nothing against the game it was just so long and too big for me I think the problem for me was um, the I managed to finish up until the middle part of the game uh, but I didn't uh, push all the way through because it got repetitive for me. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. For you to be able to get the true, the good ending, yeah. you, like you really have to grind it out. Like, yeah, um, 
I mean, I, I, the grinding part with portable ops really got me. Because it was very portable yeah, ops. Uh, very portable very ops peace walker. So grindy and stuff. And uh, when it comes to console games, I'm sorry, guys, but when it comes to console games, I, I put AAA games on high regard. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I understand when games are on portable devices and they then the main gameplay uh, has like um, an alternative play style or mm-hmm. play through to to accommodate the 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 gadget uh-huh. uh, in this case PSP yeah. but then we have the PS5 version and I was looking more of like a uh, MGS MGS4 experience uh-huh. I mean um, while I said earlier that MGS3 was like uh, my favorite among uh, all the installments I mean M- MGS4 I agree with the closure part I really love how it ended um, I remember Tears. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> for yeah. both games, actually, yeah. for MGS3. Well, I mean, and MGS4. it was the first time as well when 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 Naomi died. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was like I was crying deeply with Oracon. It's like God damn it! He didn't even get to score with the girl. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with, with five, um, it's the gameplay that really got me, not yeah. actually the story, because as far as story as as far as the story is concerned. I'm very sure it will have been like a, a, a masterpiece. Heck, yeah. the us- it's what we usually expected from Kojima-san. And I have to say, it would have to be the gameplay as well. It, it really got to the point, like, I believe the first time I played the Phantom Pain, it was on Xbox 360 when it mm-hmm. came out. What year was that? Like 20, uh, 2014? 20-something? Something like that. Uh, when it first came out, it, this was before the next-gen versions, which was PS4 and PC. And I have, I have it on everything. I have it on Xbox 360. I have it on PS4. I have it on PS5 as well. I have it on PC. So like multiple avenues for me to play. It's just like the gameplay is really draggy. What's yeah, dragging it apart? It's like an open sandbox area. Uh huh. But. Um. Every every time we have to go to that air, the specific map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just rehashing uh, I think the gameplay. This is what for uh for Ground Zeroes, and then for Phantom Pain, it was just you know how it feels like because it was um, when Phantom Pain went out. I believe it was the same era or period generation of GTA Five. <laughs> And it was, you know, how open world games was the in thing at that moment. So I think it was like Konami's way of saying that, hey, uh, Helio, we want like an open world game. I mean, we don't care how you do it. Just just do it. So for the sake of being like like five times bigger than the previous games, like he went out with an open world thing set in Afghanistan. You have horses, you have vehicles, whatnot. You can call in a helicopter, but yeah, it was just, it really got out of hand. Yeah, but, but it's more like a map based, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not unlike the previous song. Just linear. It's a linear uh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you're, you're in the action and it feels like a movie. Uh-huh. Around. I mean, this one, I mean, seriously, it just feels a whole lot of portable ops. <laughs> We're in. Five times you portable get ops. into a map yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. in the outskirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you ride the horse or whatever you want to do to uh, get into the, the town in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Do your objectives, get out via the helicopter, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, rinse and repeat. That's <laughs> that's it. I mean, the objectives, even the the type of like, it's classified into like rescue mission, reconnaissance, destroy this and I know, that. I know. It, it was just recent. It's, re- um, it's portable ops. It's not MGS five. Not, not, it's it 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 like the Metal Gear. 
solid feel, it disappeared. It just yeah. got into like the miniatures. Yeah. yeah, that's why you say it's like more of sandbox. Yeah, times five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree with Core on that one. That's why I really never got to finish it. I I have watched countless YouTube videos onto it. That's like made me understand the ending, the story. Was, ah, so that's what happened. Ah, okay. And then I didn't even understand like how they were saying that. Liquid was already there, mm-hmm. uh, and then how? But I did understand how each members defected, like the fall for Ocelot, and then we all know that uh, he was also with um, Master Miller. With Miller, he was then because they were like your support team, and then this already continues on the story of where Metal Gear Solid Five picks up on is the first the events of the first Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid. Like Ocelot is already the gunslinging uh, revolver guy he is you find out that uh, Miller was actually dead and was replaced by Sol- uh, Liquid so yeah it, it's what really brought closure to Big Boss's story per se for it MGS5 ties, just ties in everything everything yeah full circle uh, and if you haven't watched our uh, Metal Gear Solid Primer by the way it's up on our YouTube channel do check this out quick question on, on the matter did you feel that MGS5 is uh, a necessary game um, I mean I, I think in the grand scheme of things it's not that vital but for me to be able to like tie in everything the, the tie story tie in yes I understand in, in terms but of the story even, I mean even without MGS5 the four entries are perfect in their own way I mean mm. the, the, the the generation gaps you can like bridge in and stuff I mean you, you don't really need um, uh, the other games uh, MGS5 I mean, MGS5 for it but I understand that at least it kind of bridges what happened to I mean we, we saw we saw um um the fall of Snake. Big Boss. Uh, Big Boss yeah. with with uh, yeah, basically the fall of Big Boss because he was like, uh, you see that all his his aiming for is like a new utopia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and something without for, borders. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I'd have to say that um, you can always say that it's no longer necessary. But then, if you remember, the gap between MGS four to MGS five, it was like a really big. Like no Metal Gear games went out at that yeah. time. It was like a lot of HD remasters. I know. I know. Um, but uh, which goes to the question as well: Are you looking forward to a remaster or a reboot of the first MGS game? Do you think it's gonna happen? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's a resounding no. I mean, it's perfect uh, as it as it is as of the moment. That's. Uh, uh, if if we're if we're gonna look at this, um, Hideo Kojima is not available no. for Konami anymore, yeah. and I'm not sure if he will be open to redirect or something. Well, I mean, of course, it will be Konami's property, but yeah. uh, me as a fan, that's the, of that's the, the franchise. That. I think I'm not gonna pick that up. I think that's the mega bu- that's the mega bummer there. Like when when Kojima was ousted from Konami it's like they cut the head of the snake literally like they've made effort (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like they made efforts to rehash the IP of Metal Gear per se with you know you know how Metal Gear survived (laughs) yeah Metal Gear survived didn't survive I know I mean you know bunch of remasters and everything add to the fact that they pulled out uh, the downloadable content or the downloadable Entries the digital games for MGS on the Play Store, mm-hmm. PlayStation Store. So, 
I don't I don't know where they're going. But then again, uh, actually, fans are really hopeful because um, if they're if it's if they're gonna pull off something like what happened with Capcom and the Mega Man IP, uh-huh. and then with the, the creators return, mm-hmm. let's hope. Yeah, I'm, I'm partnership. Yeah, partnership oh. because maybe after maybe, maybe even Silent Hills. Yes, uh-huh. true. That's that's just another thing. I or, think that that's some that is something that uh, the fans will be looking forward to even more if yeah, yeah, ever yeah. they relaunch Silent Hill and it fails. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, they. I think it's it's, it's like a, a no-brainer move for them to. I just think it's gonna be a big wake-up call yeah. to Konami to just yeah. you know just. Patch things up. I mean, mm-hmm. you can always do that. We, have, we all have to agree that uh, with the loss of Kojima, it really ended the mm-hmm. the franchise as well. There's no excuse for that. Come on, bro. I mean, recasting David Hater. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the first uh, red flag for me. Like you know, <laughs> people were already clamoring. But then again, I've heard that David Hater didn't have a good relationship with Hideo as well. Uh, so it's you know you know how it is with Hollywood and stuff, yeah. but. Well, you know, final thoughts on the matter with uh, how the Metal Gear Solid has defined you as a gamer. Um, for me, it will always be MGS One to MGS Four, even though so, I play Ground Zeroes. <laughs> so it's really Phantom Pain is, uh, is something that uh, um, it's just hard for me to swallow. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can still continue it. I mean, the save is always there. I can still pick it up whenever yeah. I want, to, but yeah. I'm not sure if. I would want to, yeah. uh, especially um, after after two masterpieces with MGS3 and MGS4. It's kind of hard to swallow. And oh. um, apart from that, for the past um, 24 years, I think we have seen a very big decline on game quality. Yeah. Um, we haven't really seen like a game like this for quite some time we're in. We, we tackle about mature themes not oh, mature yeah. in yeah, yeah not mature not in that way mature. it's like more on like mature political yeah, and, um, um, on on um on a serious level in the sense that uh, we we have we have games tackle this but their art styles are are more quirky anime yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of hard to resonate with this and yes. somehow MGS uh, really gives you the chills in the sense that this can happen in real life yes exactly if it didn't happen already yeah yeah yeah. true true I mean this only goes to show how Kojima is really a visionary per se and I I do hope that there there will be like um, other game studios or uh, game directors in the future who can follow um, or at least make another franchise of this caliber because Mm -hmm. this is one of those prized franchises that um, I think he, I think if he, if Kojima didn't leave Konami what they, how many MGS they spit out people are just gonna buy it they'll probably just milk it out you yeah. know how with Konami is but then looking on the brighter side there's Death the Stranding, stranding. <laughs> <laughs> there's Death Stranding too, and it was already announced so who knows uh, but yeah um, for me being your moderator I would have to say that uh, MGS was really a milestone in, the, in the, the gaming industry it really brought forth like it was a big step towards the right direction in terms of stealth action redefining the platform and I always would have be you know saluting uh, Kojima-san for giving us this masterpiece of a game 
And it's, here's to hoping that if they get to find to patch things up, maybe a couple of million dollars worth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> here's to hoping that we get like the MGS uh, reboot. You know how The Last of Us just got a like a, a or a reboot or whatnot with refined graphics, and it's barely a couple of years old. I, I mean, know. you know, so. Talk about is, franchise milking. Exactly. I mean, this is like fan, some fans are like, really. I mean, is this even necessary, I man? Know, I, I mean, so that's hoping that we get to have a remaster of the MGS game that we always wanted with yep. better graphics on PS5, exclusive, of course, on PS5. Mm-hmm. So, how about you guys? Uh, what are your thoughts on the 24th anniversary of Metal Gear Solid? Leave us your comments on our Facebook page and as well as follow us on YouTube and watch our Metal Gear Solid Primer, of course. So this would have to be the V again as your moderator with Porter. And we are Pop Pop Pixel. Pixel. Pop Pixel serves your fresh weekly content on film, video games, and culture. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast apps. Do you love our content? You can support us on our Patreon page for our future episodes and productions. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel for weekly featured videos.